Hello and welcome to the Cybersecurity Without Insanity podcast, focusing on how you can manage cyber risks and regulations without losing your sanity. I'm Sam Glynn. This week, Irish doctors are terrified about ransomware, Australian firms are under attack, and the Swedish regulator issues a 75 million euro sanction. So let's get into it. Doctors ask, is anyone else terrified? And this is GPs in Ireland have expressed their fears of being targeted by hackers in ransomware attacks after learning that at least one practice falls victim on a monthly basis. According to a report in the journal, GPs asked if they should be paying for a security penetration test. They were told it's very expensive and it wouldn't prevent them from being hacked down the line if software is not being updated and the basics of cybersecurity are not being implemented. If you don't have a secure foundation, you don't need a penetration test to tell you that you're exposed. If you don't know what a secure foundation looks like, you can go to my site at codeinmotion.ie forward slash secure to read about the 10 pillars of a secure foundation. And if you think you do have a secure foundation, you can find out in about two minutes by answering 10 questions at score.codeinmotion.ie. On to the next article this week, and that is Australia's ABC News recently reported on how cybercrime has become organised warfare, comparing cyber attackers to the mob having control over the equivalent of the third largest economy in the world. You can watch the in-depth episode on YouTube. And while the report is very interesting, uh, what I found even more interesting were the 200 and more comments that were added to the YouTube video. The majority of the comments reveal a perception that the organisations that were victims of attacks did not try hard enough to secure their systems, and that the lack of a regulation like GDPR in Australia didn't help. Here are two of the comments. First one, we need to look at the incompetence of the victims. And the second comment, you should be reporting on the disgustingly lax security control measures used by Australian organisations. Now, most days I may question the reasoning and sanity of many social media commentators. However, if their perception here is shared by the general public, it looks like organisations are facing an increasingly hostile audience when they're hit by a cyber attack. And I just want to thank Rachel Greaves of Castle Point Systems for sharing that story on LinkedIn. And the third story this week was actually brought to my attention by Stefan Pedersen of Springflod. Um, I may be interviewing him in the next few days, so that might be part of next week's podcast. But uh, Stefan mentioned that Swedbank, the largest banking group in Sweden based on customer numbers, has been fined for an incident in April 2022 that had caused customers to see incorrect balances on their accounts and which prevented 160,000 customers from making payments. The issue lasted two days. According to the regulator's report, the Swedish regulator, whose name I'm not even going to try to attempt to pronounce, decided that a large sanction of Swedish kroner 850 million, which is approximately 75 million euro, was appropriate because the incident was caused by a system change. Ironically, a system change that was to ensure the system complied with a new regulatory requirement but the system change which was made without first going through the bank's change management process. 
It looks like we don't need to wait for regulations such as DORA, the Digital Operational Resilience Act, uh, because the European Banking Authority, the EBA, and national regulators have already published clear guidance on how they expect firms to manage risk and ensure operational resilience. The fine here reminds us that writing policies and procedures that align to these expectations is very important. However, following the policies and procedures is also extremely important. Okay, on to the other things that I might have been talking about during the week. Um, On Monday, I spoke about the cost of compliance. And that's because I frequently hear complaints about the cost of compliance. I can understand it when it's a regulation that forces a business to do something that is unnecessary and is really just a costly tick-the-box exercise. However, when it comes to cyber-related regulations, such as DORA, I don't really understand. Because from my perspective, most of the requirements in these regulations are just reflecting what it takes to effectively manage cyber risk. And if you aren't effectively managing cyber risk, the cost of an attack can be quite significant. So what's my point? Well, when I hear someone talking about the cost of compliance, I frequently think the cost is a bargain. And on to Wednesday, where I actually produced an example of a smishing text, a scam message that seems to be doing the rounds uh, targeting uh, mothers. Uh, That's because a number of you have told me about an increasing number of these scam messages that have arrived into their mother's uh, inboxes or the equivalent on their phones. It starts with an innocent looking text message, which says, uh, Hi mum, I'm texting you off a friend's phone. I've smashed mine and their phone's about to die. Can you WhatsApp my new number, please? Dublin Live has written about this type of scam and how people across Ireland and the UK have been fooled into transferring money to the criminals that run the scam. So if your mother or father received this kind of message, how long do you think it would take him or her to know it's a scam? Unless your answer is straight away, then give them a call and make sure they're aware of the scam. I'm sure they'd love to hear from you. That's it for this week. Until next time, take care.